And then I'm like, oh, God, I, I should remember this. So like half the time, my sort of WhatsApp conversation between my personal phone and my work phone is just TikToks. I'm <laughs> just yeah. like, and I'll come back in like when I'm, you know, in the environment to work again, I'll be like, oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, that was that TikTok. Okay, let's let's look at that. Or, you know, that was that trend. That was that video or something. Let's look to recreate that. All right, welcome to the Track Limits podcast. I'm your host, Swish. I am joined by my co-host, Henny and Fevin. And hello, today, hello. we have an incredible episode. Welcome, Alex Thompson. <laughs> Let's go. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you doing? Doing really good. How are you guys doing? Just doing great, doing great. This is uh, probably one of the first in-person podcasts that we've done. Yeah. And candidly, it's a bit weird. <laughs> it's coming back from COVID and virtual podcast. But how are you feeling about it? No, really good. I mean, I, I think I've only done maybe one in-person podcast even before mm-hmm. COVID. And yeah. obviously, yeah, I've done a few mm-hmm. virtual ones during COVID. So this is my first time kind of like back at it. I'm used to sort of being on the other side of things. Yeah. But yes. All right. So it's, we're, it's gonna we're be all ease into it. Yeah. yeah. Just, just <laughs> smooth, like therapy session. Yes. Yeah. So over the next kind of 45 minutes, we're going to go through three sections. And mm-hmm. that's the way our podcast is broken up. Yep. Q1, Q2, Q3. And Q1, we're going to go through very like racing related questions. Q2, more kind of diving into you as a professional, how you've mm-hmm. conducted your career, you know, best practices for people that might be wanting to get into this industry. And then finally, Q3, I think our favorite section, oh, yeah. probably. It's going to be fun. The rapid fire round <laughs> where we're going to get rapid answers full of fire, hopefully. Yep. So put without you on the spot. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and you might get some whiplash. Yeah, a, little yeah. bit, a little bit. Back and forth. But without further ado, are you ready to get into Q1? I'm so ready. Perfect. So the first question we ask every guest is summarize your career for us in 30 seconds. And we actually do have a stopwatch here. So yeah. we can talk. No, oh, wow. <laughs> so precise. Yeah. Yeah. But like, tell us a bit about yourself. You know, generally, what are the things you're the most proud of up to this point? Ah, on the spot. <laughs> Great start. Great start. No, um, I guess, I mean, my career in 30 mm-hmm. seconds is I, I work in social media and content in, yeah. in Formula One. I've done a little bit else in sort of in other areas of motorsport, but yeah, I've kind of, I've worked with teams and with brands and, and organizations since sort of the start of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a couple of things that I'm maybe most proud of is like, there's a couple of sort of firsts that I've had along the way. So like back in like the first year of my career, I was part of the team that launched the first ever F1 Snapchat story, which like That's cool. now in like 2023, it's just like, only kids use Snapchat. Like, <laughs> but back then as well, this is still like the Bernie Eccleston days. This yeah. is before Liberty came over and really embraced social media and Formula mm-hmm. One. So like I was I was part of that. I was the first person to like press play on like a live broadcast during Formula One, like also on a Facebook yeah. Live. So, what was that moment like? Yeah. Just even just doing it. It was just so, please make the connection work. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was really cool. We had um, Morris Hamilton, who's like a fantastic uh, journalist yep. in, in Formula One, written a load of books, gone to sort of every race. But mm. um, yeah, he would host these sort of end of day wrap up videos yep. that we had. And um, I can't remember who was interviewing as the first one. It might have been Khalil Bashir, who's also an average mm. presenter. Yeah. Um, and we had, yeah, like 90 seconds to do, like that was the maximum we could record live for. Yeah. And yeah, that was the first ever live broadcast. And I was wow. like, we're doing cool things. Yeah. But yeah, that's Very more than 30 seconds. No, that's <laughs> but, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. And I think what's cool is throughout your career and then you've really seen like the transition and transformation of the sport digitally. And, you know, when it came to your day-to-day life then, what did that look like kind of at the beginning of your career to like when you kind of like continue to find that, oh my God, like there is advancements being made in the sport. Like did things rapidly change in terms of that day-to-day responsibility for you? 
as a social media manager? I'm not sure if it was, maybe it was rapid, but maybe because I was in it on the day to day, it kind of felt a bit more transitional. But I mean, I remember when I was first trying to sort of break my way into the sport, um, you know, social media or a social media manager, that wasn't that wasn't a position. It was part of what sort of the traditional comms person would mm, do. It was just cool. one of their kind of other things as well as doing yeah. the press release and writing the web story. They would also have to look after the team's Twitter account and then maybe they would have an Instagram as well. Um, and yeah, like to begin with, it was just, I guess my day-to-day was a little bit more varied um my first sort of proper job like you know not an internship like my first job um had a sales aspect to it as well because I was working for um the agency that looked after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix so obviously like we were looking after ticket sales um so there was like an aspect of okay well you know we still have a social media presence of you know creating this personality around a circuit essentially but we also want people to buy tickets to the grand prix so we need to create like a digital campaign that's yeah. gonna encourage people to yeah. buy tickets to the grand prix um that was i guess like it's not in fairness it's not changed a huge amount like i still have to make sure that any brand that i'm working with has like an authentic sort of brand voice and brand mm-hmm. personality but it will depend on, yeah, I mean, I haven't really had to work much in sort of conversions since I was at the Grand Prix. But since then, you know, I've been working a lot more with brands. So it's making sure that sort of like brand rights are, I guess, like adhered to or, you know, we're getting the right message across. Um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm not sure if I've actually really answered the question. No, no, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And I mean, I would imagine for you as well, like coming into this career, like, did you know a lot generally about social media management and you know, all of that? Or did you kind of come in like and then learn on the job? Mm. I I mean, it was a mixture of two. Like there's there's always something more to learn. And there were different things that, of course, like I'm going to learn on the job. Yeah. But I definitely came into it saying, this is something that I think I'm already good at. Mm. Um, what I had, again, like social, when, when I was at uni, social media wasn't a thing that you can study. Yeah. I remember in my textbook, social media was actually referred to as new media, which <laughs> oh might be sort of showing my age a little bit. But um, I mean, it was around that time that I, I, I sort of, like I said, I knew yeah. it was something that I thought I was good at. Mm-hmm. So it was when around that time that I launched my blog, Booth, and sort of did everything that I wanted to do around Formula One and social media. Basically, anything that I wanted to be professional, I would put under the Booth brand yeah. because in my mind I was like well if I'm tagging everything as Alibooth someone can just search that and it's a made up word so nothing else is going to come up unless Very it's something smart. that I so want them clever. to see yeah. so yeah, yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> she was thinking <laughs> ahead yeah. I, was like, I was like this is the social media bit yeah. so like it was it was something that yeah like I said I thought I was good at I, I enjoyed it um, and it was something as well that I really felt like every brand should get behind but I thought it was so interesting from a sporting perspective that I was like people engage so differently with like a team or a driver or you know any other sport like a player or something and yeah it was just something I wanted to be involved in um, and learn on the spot. Quick follow-up to that obviously you're creating content in a male dominant you know audience and sport in general Mm. Um, so like what was the vibe or approach when you know uh, for specific brands Yeah, I mean, one thing that I guess I will try and do is 
in well I guess in general like we try and make our content kind of genderless like it should appeal to everybody so mm-hmm. you know we'll still have a target audience of we want this to appeal to a certain age group yeah. or mm-hmm. you know we want this to appeal to a certain type of fan you know maybe it's a new fan coming into the sport so we're gonna you know be a little bit more educational mm-hmm. a little bit more approachable with something or you know this is for the diehard fan or this is for this one specific like group on tiktok who've seen this like this trend and they're gonna absolutely love it so like from that perspective yeah like we try and you know we don't think about sort of gender in that regard um, when creating content and then or maybe on the age groups like obviously this becoming the sport has just blown up in the younger Mm. audience has have have the strategy shifted oh definitely over the last two years even yeah i mean even from a like a really basic perspective like our like paid media strategy when we are promoting posts, we've moved it from sort of, you know, 25 year old plus to 18 to 24. Cause yeah. we're like, well, you know, we want to be attracting a younger, younger audience. So like we should actually be, you know, when we are putting money behind it, make sure that it is pushed to right yeah. towards the right audience. But one thing that, you know, I like, I mean, it makes sense. But one thing that like when you actually see it in action, you're like, yeah, this really does make sense yeah. is different content will work on different channels. Mm. Sounds so obvious, but, you know, we'll take occasionally, you know, take a trend that we've seen on TikTok, put it into an Instagram reel and yeah. it tanks. And you're like, oh, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, what did I do yeah, wrong? <laughs> yeah, but you're like, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's a different, you know, different a audience, different, different, you know, demographic yeah. on that channel. So you just have to kind of keep that in mind yeah. when, when you're creating. Yeah. And when you're creating, you probably also have to consume a lot, right? To even know those trends. What's trending. Yeah. Which on, like sometimes it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm scrolling through TikTok in bed. I'm like, I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> I'm doing research. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm yeah. still working. Yeah. Um, you know, on the flip side, sometimes it does feel like you can never switch off because yeah. you're like, oh, I've seen that really good trend, but I'm like looking at it from my personal phone. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, God, I, I should remember this. So yeah. like half the time, my sort of WhatsApp conversation between my personal phone and my work phone is just Same. TikToks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, and I'll come back in like when I'm, you know, in the environment to work again, right, I'll be yeah. like, oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, that was that TikTok. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's look at that. Or, you know, that yeah. was that trend. That was that video or something. Let's look to recreate that yeah. when no, we can. And, and that's yeah. cool because, you know, our favorite show is Drive to Survive, of course, for many of <laughs> you fans here. How did that change the way you guys did your social media? Because, you know, you mm-hmm. have Netflix who's also trying to control what's happening in race weekends and everything with their content. Is mm-hmm. there Was there a way you guys collaborated uh, when it comes to teams and brands? Like, how did that work? So when I'm trying to remember where I was working for in the first season of, mm-hmm. of Drive to Survive, but it doesn't really change like what we do and how we do because yeah. obviously the way that they approach is sort of very sort of fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, like I, I mean, the team that gets sort of involved in, you know, organizing everything is, is there's so many people behind the scenes to, yeah. to organize that. And it's not really something that I have to sort of get too involved too in. Nice. Um, obviously from like a promotional perspective, mm-hmm. like we'll align with, with Formula One because um, they'll provide assets for us that we can say, okay, nice. well, you know, the new new seasons coming out yeah. and here's some you know clips that feature you more predominantly mm-hmm. so you've got the rights to publish those etc nice. but then when they're actually in the garage and and filming or just like around the paddock a lot of the time you don't I mean you know them but a lot of the time it's just kind of like another it's another it's colleague another that you work with right. yeah um I remember in the 2020 year um I was working with the 
like virtual paddock clubs. So we had sort of a, a live studio, not too dissimilar to this. Sure. Um, and we would share studio space with Netflix. So when oh, wow. <laughs> when we would do our show, yeah. they were out of the room. But then when they needed to bring, you know, the drivers or team principals in right. to do their part of like, you know, the the cutaway, the oh, interview. Oh, yes, the one-on-one. Yeah. So we kind of had this like makeshift studio that we were sharing. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's just like anything else. One thing that was the strangest to begin with mm-hmm. is whenever you were having sort of like a private conversation, yeah. you know, instinctively you would kind of you know normally yeah. you would look to your left and look to your right make sure there's no one around yeah. and then when netflix first came in you would do that and then also look up and just like check sure. if there's a mic over you like, there a drone yeah. 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 No, that's that's amazing because that also leads to you know was there any like collaborations with other teams when it comes to yeah. you know creating content and do you even you know is there even rivalries between teams when it comes to content like drivers. teams uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> much similar to what drivers go through yeah i mean it's a friendly rivalry because yeah. i mean it's you know we're all we're all colleagues we all work in the same of sport course. and park this like same kind of like traveling circus and you know everybody it's actually a really positive place to work a yeah. lot of the time because everyone will have someone's back or something you know difficult happens you know even even just really small things like does anybody have a GoPro chest mount and then oh, the wow. team down the road will be yeah. like I've got one oh, just borrow so it cool. that's yeah. so, so cool. like you do collaborate in that you know that regard yeah. like you know you look out for each other um, just you know as you would hope um, of course but from like a more sort of professional perspective like we'll you know collaborate or coordinate on yeah. a particular announcement if you know like if we're releasing a driver and mm-hmm. they're going to another team you just make sure that everyone's aligned Align. on messaging and like yeah like what time we're going to publish mm-hmm. and we're going to do that and we're going to do you know etc yeah and do you guys take like trends from other teams like imagine you saw somebody else post and you're like oh that's yeah. a really cool video like we should do something like that is that something that ever comes up yes and no like more often than not it'll come up and been like oh, we want to do this. Let's do that for them. And then you see another team do it. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Yeah, it's like, mission. Reschedule, reschedule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, that's the most annoying thing when yeah. you're like, oh, damn it. And then, you know, on the flip side, we'll occasionally, like, post a trend and then I'll see someone do it maybe, like, a week or two weeks later and I'm like, ha, we did it. Uh, we, we beat you it. to it. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, we try to... I think this is the same for, you know, every team up yeah. and down the grid, but you try and have your own sort of original ideas. Of but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's social and it's it's content and everything is sort of trend-based. So mm-hmm. very, very rarely are you going to be able to do something that nobody else has in the done. sport right. has yeah. done. Yeah. So a lot of the time, if we want to get inspiration for something, like we'll look to, I mean, you'll get just general trends. Yeah. But if we want to be looking at like something best practice or something that someone else hasn't really done before, like we'll look into other sports mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. into... Like for, for, I remember doing this when I was um, still working for Yasmarina Circuit because we would have artist announcements for the after race concerts. So mm-hmm. I would look at how festival lineups would announce their wow. artists. Yeah. Coachella and, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I tend to look back at like the ones in Australia. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, because I mean, I did again, like I didn't want it to be something that people would just say, oh, well, you know, you've just ripped off what Co- yeah. Coachella yeah. had done. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, you know, try and look at like loads of different things or, you know, there was always, um, you know, a different creative aspect or yeah. a different creative avenue to, to look through. And, and this out. might be a bit difficult, but like how much of Australia and your background there did influence kind of your approach to content then? Like, were you uh, taking a lot of your inspiration then from things that you were growing up with and consuming there? I don't really know because 
Um, I, mm, maybe not. Maybe but not. Yeah, yeah I, I moved from Australia the first time when I was nine. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's maybe a bit more from everywhere. Yeah. Maybe yeah, or yeah, like yeah. where I am at the time or just yeah, whatever trend I've I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Another question that you know relates to collaboration with teams is you know when you are in during the off season there's opportunities to work on you know the next year's calendar and what's going to be mm-hmm. but when we talk about you know uh driving lineups and you know car reveals what's that pressure like because you know it is a crunch time they tell you a date and you're like okay we got to create this you know, whole strategy and we got to launch yeah and it has to be big yeah. like how does that go about so i mean it's a weird one because yeah. I, I mean, I've done more car launches on the other side of things mm. from like either, like, yeah, either from sort of a, a publication side or an yeah. organization side. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, both sides of it or like any kind of announcement yeah. has like inherent stress around it. Of but course. I think being on that side of it mm. is a bit more stressful because you mm. have to be across all 10 announcements Oof. and, you know, something might a teaser might drop a bit earlier yeah. earlier than another one and you're like oh crap i need to i need to repost like this management. Yeah. yeah or yeah. just like you just have to always be on as the nature of, yeah. of you know social media but from a from a team perspective you know it's something that you start working on quite early, early in the on. season you get the date first and then you know your sort of your hygiene content of like okay well you know we'll announce the date yeah. so how can we announce the date in a creative way mm-hmm. um we'll have you know countdowns tend to do well so you know should we do a countdown or how how do we go about sort of counting down to, to the event how are we going to promote it is it going to be a live stream mm. where is it going to be hosted what partner collaborations can we do obviously you know one of the first steps as well is making sure that all the partners are aware of the oh, date yeah um and, you know, there's a whole sort of other aspect of like, yeah, making sure that, again, like all the partner logos are where they should be. Yeah. And yeah. then from the event perspective, you know, who speaks at the event and how, again, how do we cover that across, you know, social and content? What kind of content needs to be filmed beforehand? Because obviously we need something to go live on the day, but it's then and there. And, so yeah. for, for last year's launch, I remember we... um you know, flew out to Paul Ricard maybe a week or so before our actual launch and filmed our interviews and did our kind of like basic collateral photo shoots of, you know, the drivers in the current suit for the Mm -hmm. first time and just the bare minimum just to get all the graphics together for for the launch. Um, Creates a base layer. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, there's always things that you have to redo afterwards Mm -hmm. because the suits inherently change Change, a little bit. And then, you know, we have the entire rest of like, the you know the season collateral to to do but it's um it's a really fun approach actually i did like team side is obviously like i said it's still inherently stressful, stressful but yeah. just being able to focus on sort of like one aspect yeah. is yeah i mean the funniest one off topic but if you guys have seen the mclaren one uh it was just lando just oh yeah <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just <laughs> on his iphone yeah. just saying so when are we launching yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know maybe february 13th yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was so art, yeah. authentic and organic that like it probably went viral and did yeah. well for them yeah. so it's, it's cool it's, it's seeing things or, like I, that. I thought you were going to reference throughout the trailer for the last season they always put lando without daniel oh he would he, obviously he was, even, he had COVID yeah, he had COVID. even the imagery that just came out this week it still does not i was like photoshop 
Yeah, yeah. I'm in there. Like, come on. Something. Not one yeah. race, fine, but like yeah. every race, the I'm like, where season. is he? <laughs> yeah, like, why isn't he here? I know. Oh, man. Well, I think last question before we get into Q2 yeah. um, would be specifically you mentioned, you know, you're, you're obviously creating content at such a high velocity. I am curious, do you have time then to also personally post? Like, or do you feel drained by like having to think so much about another brand? Yeah. Um, most of the time, it's it's like the latter of, yeah, my personal social media takes a sort of a back, back, seat, back seat and mm-hmm. you know you like it's a rule of thumb for sort of not just for me but for a lot of my like colleagues who I work with is you make sure that the professional accounts are looked after first you make sure your brand is looked after mm-hmm. and then you know you you look after sort of your own one so it might, yep. sometimes you know I'll get home from a track on a Friday and it'll be something that I'll want to post and it might just be like a story of like, I did a track run today and that was my track run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But most of the time it's, yeah, it's after the weekend is finished or if I, I went through a phase for a bit of wanting to have a post and a stories highlight for every race that I was trackside and then you'd get behind on a race and then it's the next one but you want it to be in order so then you've got this backlog of content yeah. to go through and it just oh, becomes yeah. a bit especially on those back-to-back yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah where there's no yeah. break exactly and now there's more and more races happening three, so three, right? yeah there's like a three think, weekends in a row three back oh there's yeah, yeah there's it's quite a few triple headers it's just yeah. yeah exciting <laughs> at any point is it like too much social media sorry I did say this is the last one yeah. my bad I, I lie a, a lot yeah, 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 yeah. but at any point is it just like I, I need to get off like this is way too much social media that I'm like mm. you know, thinking about or consuming because you didn't mention like yeah you know, I mean like having that mode. yeah I, I kind of try and put in a few I guess uh, boundaries before it gets to that point yeah. so mm. I don't have this anymore because now I've kind of it's become a habit that I'm a bit better at doing it but when I first wanted to sort of implement these rules like I've, I've got an iPhone and it has you know obviously those time limit time lockouts limits, yes. mm-hmm. so it would tell me when I'd been on an app for too long too long yeah. and it would lock me out and then I had to every now and then I would have to override that but I was like I've been on the app because yeah. I've been posting on brand <laughs> accounts and now I want to look at my personal account yeah. um but you know I'll try and there's certain apps that I won't go on as much because they will feel like work because I'm yeah. constantly being served content about sort of F1 and motorsport but then there'll be other apps where it's kind of like I've curated the feed to be as little about motorsport as possible nice. so I kind of can right. Right. you know delve into that and just have a bit of escapism yeah. dark content dark yeah, content. yeah. <laughs> yes. exactly yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. So I was just going to ask like, what is like, what, yeah. does, what, that, is that? what yeah. does that look like what is the explore page is yeah. it dogs is it design yeah. it, you know what it changes, it changes. <laughs> on, on TikTok it's so like I can tell as well after a race weekend if I've not been scrolling TikTok because the algorithm is so quick yeah. there that it gets really confused and it just serves me everything of like uh, you've not been here here's stuff everything yeah. 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 and I'm like no no yeah. and like, con- like I'll spend like half an hour purposely like re like recreating yeah. my yeah. feed of like not interested yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this go on to like my following page and be like yes yes more yeah. and then it comes back and I'm like oh, now now go. it's back <laughs> back to normal yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Only, I only found the discover feature like maybe eight months ago or something and I looked at it and I found 
only like One Direction, Bieber, and Timothy Chalamet content. <laughs> wow. I'm like, what? Is, like, what? What? What are you telling me on your Instagram? Like, I don't know. You are a preteen. I'm, yeah. I am still a believer. <laughs> yes. I am still a believer. Yes. Um, yeah. She made it through Q1, guys. Oh, wow. There we go. What, was, that, was that a purple sector? I we, think it was purple. I, so. I felt pretty good about it. When yeah, it I, like it. Yeah? I like how it's done. Getting you into Q2, though, this is where obviously we want to dive a little bit deeper into you as a professional. I mean, taking you back to Adelaide. Yeah. Um, you studied in college there. What did you study? Uh, I did a Bachelor of Commerce and then yes. I did a postgrad year immediately oh. afterwards. Also in commerce, but in marketing. And when you came into college, like, what were you like? What were you thinking? Like, were you like, oh, I want to do a career in social media? Or were you like, oh, maybe there's some backup options as well that I'm considering? Yeah. Here? I mean, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, commerce in Australia is kind of like the the degree that you apply for when yeah. you don't really know what yeah. you yeah. want to do because it's yeah. like the equivalent of the of it in the UK, I think, is just a BBA, like a Bachelor of Business Administration. Business, yeah. mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really broad. And the first sort of year, year and a half, you, you know, you have every single subject of every aspect of business. So yeah. from, I think, not even until sort of halfway through your second year do you get to do a marketing subject for the oh, first wow. time. So it really starts off very kind of like finance and economics focused yeah. and you do subjects like commercial law. Not so you're going to move into law, totally. but just so you understand kind of mm-hmm. like… The foundation. Yeah. Exactly. So when I went into that, I was just like, like I said, I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, when I was in school, the first thing that I sort of set my mind career-wise on was architecture and then I went and did um work experience with an architect and yeah. I was like I don't want to do this <laughs> yeah, I like, no. um, yeah I was like this is absolutely not for me was it boring or like why like I mean, so I mean I I still love architecture yeah, and I yeah. love design yeah um but maybe it was just the wrong firm that I went into uh, because it was mm-hmm. like sort of designing um just like a block of like commercial house uh, uh, not commercial yeah, house um commercial houses doesn't make yeah, sense yeah. just a block of like houses yeah, yeah residential yeah, like yeah, just yeah. townhouses and it was very didn't really have any feeling and it was no. very like a modern just concrete yeah. and whatnot and it i takes was like the creativity out yeah. yeah and i was like no it's subjective yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean Kevin loves houses yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, if you looked at my she feed yes. house, you know? <laughs> no no so i love architecture but i can't be an architect yeah no. I, I mean yeah it's exactly the same thing for me like absolutely Love it, but not something that I want to do. Don't want to spend my time on CAD every day. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, about year 10, so a couple of years before I had to sort of go into uni. But Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I went into this sort of general business degree and still wasn't really sure what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do. Um, Social media was far less of a thing then. Like I know Instagram wasn't even invented when I, (laughs) which is maybe showing my age. (laughs) But um yeah, I mean, I I have to say, like, my first year of uni, I was really just not lost, but yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll, I'll do this and I'll find, I'm sure I'll find something that I like out of it. Um, and, you know, my first year wasn't fantastic, mm-hmm. but by the time I got to, to second year, um, halfway through my second year, we got to do our first marketing subject, which was just literally introduction to marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found it really interesting. So then you as you go on in the degree, you get to choose more and more electives to sort of obviously yeah, choose a major and you can choose sort of an unofficial minor that went with it. Mm-hmm. Um and I just found that aspect of it really interesting. That's so why I did 
every marketing subject that I could. I did, you know, all the consumer behavior yeah. subjects, which oh, are smart. all kind of like based around, you know, the old marketing theories sort of start as psychology theories and then yeah. it's kind of it evolves from way. there. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's kind of, yeah, that's sort of where it started from. It wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't a social media right. thing. Yeah. And when did the blog start then? That started in my post-grad year. Post-grad year. And what yeah. was the kind of impetus for that? Like, why did you start it? How did you come up with the idea? So I, at that stage, already really liked Formula One. Um, it was actually, so in my undergrads, um, my my boyfriend at the time, like we we were dating from sort of the age of like around 15 to 21. Oh. So like we grew up together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He was very much into F1 and he was like, obviously being in Australia, the races are at nighttime. So he was always like, Alex, like stay up with me and watch a race. And I was like, I have AM lectures. I'm going to, (laughs) Um, I'm really tired. So I never really watched it. And then like we, you know, we broke up very amicably, like we're still close friends now. But after this point, I sort of had to realize or I had to figure out like what it, what do I you know I was really discovering myself mm-hmm. but I had to sort of figure out you know what what do I like because I like it and yeah. what do I like or what do I enjoy because it was part of my relationship and there were a couple of things that kind of stuck out to me is like oh no you you like this because it's you one of which was top gear and yeah. I was like that's wow. cool <laughs> that's that's yeah, amazing. and I was like, that, that's an interesting insight. I yeah. thought that was just part of my relationship. But like, no, I really like Top Gear. And then the other thing was, despite all the sort of previous years of me saying to James, like, no, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> like, I had started watching it. Yeah. And yeah, in that sort of first first year that we weren't together. So um, 2012, I was like watching all the races yeah. on yeah. my own. And I was like, actually, no, I, I really like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it kind of it kind of went from there, and then the second half of 2012, um, I, like, I, I finished my uni, I finished my undergrad in Singapore, mm-hmm. and part of the reason I chose that was I, I was choosing between a university in Finland, a university in California, mm. or a university in Singapore, and a legitimate decision part of my decision process was well I'll be yeah Yeah. I'll be there in Singapore (laughs) so I I can afford the better tickets because I'm already there so I went to Singapore for like my for to finish uni and and yeah went to the race and um I'd by around that time I was already thinking about doing post-grad I knew that that, you know if I had the grades if I finished the grades with the grades from undergrad and to get into it I wanted to do it I knew at that stage I wanted to work in Formula One somehow, Mm. but I just wasn't sure how I was going to do that. Um, I thought about maybe going down sort of like a journalistic perspective, even though I hadn't done sort of journalism or media at uni. Um, But I was trying to sort of, yeah, figure out like, how do I do this? Like, what's what's my niche going to be? Like, how am I going to how am I going to make it happen? So it was between sort of like the second half of 2012 until right as the season was starting in 2013 mm-hmm. um and like i said like that's why the, the blog was created because i thought well i'll start off with writing about it because then maybe if i write enough then maybe someday someone will pay me to write, to write or maybe it. i'll yep. apply for yeah maybe i'll apply for fia accreditation and i'll go under you know in under that kind of guise yep. um but then at the same time i was like well i need to promote the blog yeah mm-hmm. um so then sort of the social media skills came in around it and I was like well you know if I'm doing this for myself maybe I could do it for a brand or a team Mm. so then it kind of sort of 
diverted a little bit more into sort of that aspect and it hasn't really stopped. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's quite the love story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also the reason why we started our podcast yeah. was, mm. you know, so we were spending every Sunday, every Saturday watching yep. qualifying together it, when we would choose yeah. someone's house and be like, we're meeting up, we will yeah. have potluck yeah. and we'll be like, okay, now what? What more can we do with this? We love this sport so much. Yeah. Why don't we get in front of these people that are creating yes. amazing content, amazing, yeah. you know, experiences for people. And that's why we got into the yeah. sport too. And that's we love so it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to give you a little context, Michael, who was also part of the, uh, this podcast, I'm married to him. And, um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, He's taken, guys. <laughs> and um, so early in our, our relationship, we would he would be waking up at all hours, like not, oh, yeah. be out the night before, and then 7 a.m. just on the laptop watching, streaming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you watching cars yeah. go in circle? He's yeah. like, first of all. Yeah. First of all. Oh, yeah. That candy sucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The diagonal. Don't you ever say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So my uh, my love story mm-hmm. with uh, the sport has also evolved. And it was yeah. a slow burn, but it's an exciting one. The so. Australian yeah. Grand Prix is always fun for us. Because yeah, it's, it's like nighttime. 4 a.m., yeah. right? For yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're East from Coast. Canada. Yeah, yeah. East Coast. And I remember the last one we did, we just stayed up the whole night. Yeah. And yeah. For, well, we went for dinner. I think I out. ended up too drunk. I, I don't remember who won. <laughs> it was a quite an all-nighter. Yeah, I, just, I don't remember who won. Let's just say that. <laughs> See, it, it's funny you say that because when, yeah. when I was still in Australia, it was always yeah. the Canadian Grand Prix. That was 4am for yeah. me. Yeah. And I remember doing that exact thing of while I was still writing. The last year that I was in Australia doing the blog, I remember writing the blog, but I worked until like 9pm. Um the night before the race and yeah work 9 p.m until the night before the race yeah stayed up to do the race it was when as well like i mean i was so delusionally tired but it was when daniel ricardo had his first win and obviously oh, being australian oh my goodness and i was so emotional i'm just like crying <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize i felt this deeply yeah. about daniel ricardo yeah. but maybe i think it was just the anthem i mean obviously like i'm a ricardo fan yeah. but i was yeah. still like this really took me by surprise here but, you know, he won the race and I did yeah. the blog post and then had like a couple of hours sleep and then went to work the next morning at oh like 9 a.m. and was That's like, commitment. Yeah. <laughs> that I was just commitment. so yeah. tired. It was worth it though. Yeah. Yeah. It we totally got to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a national holiday at that <laughs> 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 It really should have been. <laughs> I could have used the sleep. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people got their first win in Canada. Lewis did too. Yeah. 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 Look at that. That's crazy. Go Canada. (laughs) Predicting it right now. I'm thinking Logan Sargent's first win. Oh, wow. One day. One day. I'm a big fan of Logan. I'm a big fan of Logan. I don't don't know if everyone here likes Logan. but No, no. No, no, Weren't you telling me before you didn't like Logan? (laughs) Come on. It's not getting canceled. (laughs) (laughs) But in in terms of the career path then, I mean, it seems like, okay, blog is great. You're still doing it part-time though. Hmm. And then… What were you doing full-time at that time? Like, where did you have to go to work? Sorry. The uh, agency still? Or? No, no. So, while I was still in Australia, after, after… Well, while you're working… While you're doing your post-grad year, yeah. they encourage you to work at the uni. So, you mm, teach okay. classes. Teach undergrad classes. Oh, yes. So, I… At that stage… So, 2013, I was, I was doing that and I was writing the blog. Um, 2014, I was still teaching some undergrad classes because yep. I enjoyed it and also it 
pays really well for a part-time job. Mm -hmm. And then I was also working in a cafe and I was working like behind the counter in a beauty salon. Wow. Just Super like, unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, at that stage, I've yeah. made the decision of I want to move to the UK. I yeah. want to pursue this career. So I need to save money. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I was working as much as I could. I was yeah. fortunate. I was still living at home. Mm -hmm. So like my parents were fantastic and, yeah. you know, they covered everything for oh, me um and i just saved absolutely everything that i could wow yeah. so when you were going and you were sleep deprived you were going to teach a class uh, that is like the greatest teacher no. i would ever have guys classes do whatever you want yeah. like <laughs> so i mean no. let's not get yeah. in trouble now okay <laughs> i did i did miss a class to go to a race i had a friend cover for me and nice. And yes, yeah, justifiable. Yeah, yeah like on. I he did I he did my class for me, and then I picked up one of his for him. Oh, so we just we just swapped. Yeah. But I could always tell when I was marking exam papers. I could always tell when one of the <laughs> students were mine because there would be a oh Formula One God. analogy yeah. in it, and I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> you 100%. did well. <laughs> You pass. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to look at the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Now, um, quick, quickly on the on the female representation um, mm -hmm. uh, in this sport, and like for maybe it's maybe even for in the social media aspect. But was your path a little bit different to say your male counterpart? Um, I'm not really sure if it's different based on. I think I've got a maybe a fairly unique way in anyway because. Yeah of just the timing of, of when I came in and and sort of, yeah, how I came in and obviously made the move across, well, the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of my sort of other colleagues up and down the grids, whether they're male or female, mm -hmm. they've sort of, a lot of them, if they're from, you know, the UK or Europe, yep. have the same kind of, obviously, do something around sort of marketing or social media in, yep. in uni and then try and land an internship, something in sport, mm -hmm. get experience under your belt and then sort of come in in like a entry-level position in a team or yep. in an organization, in an agency and sort of work your way up from like a social exec to senior social exec yeah. to social manager to, mm -hmm. you know, head of content, head of social, that kind of, that kind of route. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, and then, you know, across the whole grid, we know that F1 has a lot of traveling mm -hmm. throughout the whole calendar year. How, how did you guys deal with that? That, you know, the fact that you have to travel between countries and you have a little bit about, little amount of break there. Like, mm -hmm. how did you guys, you know, deal with that? So, actually, I mean, I can't take credit for, for this part of it because yeah. I've heard it from um, someone else who works in the sport. Mm -hmm. But the basic thing of what I've been told to look after is your shed. So it's looking after your sleep, your hydration, your exercise and diet. Amazing. So if you look, I mean, the, the idea is that you look after sort of all four pillars, but if you can hit, you know, three of them or even yeah. just two of them really well, then it's it's a win. But at the end of the day, it kind of, it, it gets to a point where it's just sort of like you sleep when you yeah. can, where you can. can yeah. Um, you know, one thing that I try and do is I'll always try and sort of do a bit of exercise either right before I travel, especially nice. if it's a long haul flight. And then when I arrive, obviously not when I first, you know, hit the ground running yeah, and just, yeah. you know, go out for a run or something, but I'll just try and do a little bit of movement nice. either side, just because that's something that for me, like I, you know, I find it such like a nice, like calming thing mm, to do. Yeah. So I do that even when I'm not yeah. traveling. Um, and then the sleep thing, I mean, the very basic thing is, 
as soon as you get on the plane, you look at the time zone of where you're going to and you yeah. try and sleep in that kind of window. But I mean, I'm <laughs> in the last year, it was really lucky because um, Estevan's trainer, Tom, is yeah. actually studying his PhD in sleep and jet lag. Oh, so that's a win. We would, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would literally hit him up for a race and be like, what's my strategy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when do I need to my sleep? sleep strategy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Race strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. actual sleep strategy. <laughs> How do I get in touch with him? Yeah. <laughs> Connect <I> with him? <laughs> because... Yeah, I need it. <laughs> yeah, you, you said you I flew do. in this morning yeah. and you haven't yeah. slept yet. So have, pure vibe and, tried, and adrenaline. I tried to you really upgraded be centered. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, upgraded. <laughs> I, was, I had all the makings of a very good… Yeah. Promising sleep. Promising yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I still did it. Awake. The whole yeah. time. See, maybe I was just excited to meet you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's exciting. I so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like one thing that I am thankful that I'm quite good at because I have a few colleagues who just absolutely cannot sleep on flights, yeah. regardless if it's night flight or if they're exhausted, they just can't do it. And for me, I'm just like, I get on on night night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I can just like, it's like a switch. I yeah. can turn off. So. I feel like those people would be the most annoying to sit beside. Yeah, I've like, sat beside uh, people who are like, they're awake the whole flight yeah. and they have their TV like lighted mm. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> yeah. sit beside you. You're too energetic for me yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still just like, good night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great, great skill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to hone in on that. Just become like so overly tired that that's just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> do you but, optimize yeah. a lot of your life though? Do you, do you like still even to date like try as much as possible to balance, you know, everything and, and really yeah. make a concerted effort to that? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's kind of funny because sometimes it becomes a bit of a competitive thing. So like Jack, my other half is also obviously involved in motorsport and he obviously like it's his job yeah. to be as optimal as possible because he is an athlete. Yeah, of course. Um and you know I'll be there and be like I also want to be an yeah, athlete yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not an athlete but I want to do it too yeah, yeah. so you know yeah I'll I'll one thing that I always make sure I do as much as I can is prioritize sleep because mm. it's just the, every aspect of your life it's just so important mm. one thing I'm terrible at yeah. despite having already had like so many sips of water today one thing <laughs> I'm terrible at is staying hydrated mm. to like the point where you know colleagues of mine used to literally like put a glass down and be like drink it yep. yeah so, move it <laughs> yeah like but I'll create like sort of one thing I do at work is I create like a psychological trick because I drink a lot of coffee so oh. I'll have if I have my water bottle on the, on the table yep. I won't reach for my water bottle but if I have a coffee mug and I fill it with water wow. I'll drink <laughs> yeah, yeah so I kind of That's like so I, I trick I myself I have post-it notes all around the house <laughs> to, to drink to remind yeah. you. But they work. Yeah. They work. Because yeah. I look at my desktop and, and when I'm working, yeah. I'm like, oh, drink water. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Okay. And then I go to the fridge. There's another one. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess I drink water. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. Don't get a snack only. I don't I don't do this anymore, but before when I was I think in college, I had an app. I don't remember the name of the app. Any you might know this one, but it was a plant app where oh. like every time you drank water, you'd give oh, the water to the plant too, yes. like virtually, obviously. Yeah. And then if your plant died, it meant that like you you're dying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You need to you're yeah. buying your yes. water. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. What ever happened to that? Huh? What happened to that? Yeah, I don't know how they would become a crypto player. <laughs> yeah. You get tokens. Yeah. Your plant you tokens. tokens. Yeah. It's a. I, I I haven't seen that, up, but I've seen another one that's similar to it for productivity and mm. like you planted trees i don't think real trees yeah. right but like you would like it was like yeah sort of gamified and that if you paid a t if you focus on one thing yep. for like an hour you planted two trees or uh, something like that that's good reward. yeah yeah 
and at the end of the day, I mean, you're a human being, obviously, and you're going to have days where maybe that thing isn't in balance, right? Mm. Like you're not maybe having the best sleep, best food, whatever it is. Like, what do you do in those days? Because I'm always curious, like, you know, I, I, I sometimes go online. I see people who are like, oh, I always love waking up in the morning and I'm ready to go and yeah. I drink my kombucha, whatever. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's just not right. My like, 10 minute meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, like, not every morning. Like like that. Everybody has days where they don't want to wake up and get yeah. out of bed. Yeah. And like, I want to know kind of from someone like you who's obviously gone through such a great experience. Like, how do you deal with those days where you're like, mm, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. And I feel like maybe even no. I failed at my job. And yeah. like, I don't feel as motivated. How do you get over those days? Yeah, I mean, I ha- like I have those days a lot, but one thing that I'll try and do, and sometimes it's you know easier to do it than other yeah. days, but I'll just once I've kind of if if I'm in that moment, like I'll just be like, okay, I'm in it, feel it, like whatever it is. If if you know, I I do need a day just yeah. to mm-hmm. reset. Like I I remember there was a race um, in last season where. Like we went out on the Sunday night after the race and not like, you know, out, out big night of party, but it just, it was such a social weekend Mm. the entire way through. And it was a back-to-back race weekend. So by the time I got to the other end of it on the Monday, I was just like, you know what? I, I just need to not do anything anything, today. Like I have a bit of work that I need to do, um, cause it was back-to-back. Um, but you know, I just kind of went, okay, i this is this is what I need. I recognize yeah. that I kind of just like embrace it and then um, just try to sort of think. I I don't feel great today. I know that, but yeah. you know, it'll it'll be better like tomorrow. Accepting it. Yeah, yeah just it. Yeah, yeah, just kind of being like, yeah, this is this is just today, and I'll do the things that I know are going to make me feel better. better. So like yeah. I'll book in for like the the race um, is actually the US Grand Prix, so we're still in Austin, so. There was a Barry's boot camp that was literally like 200 <laughs> meters from the hotel. So I was like, I'll, I'll book into one tomorrow morning because that's something to you know look forward, forward to. to. And yep. I'll make sure that I, you know, get to bed early tonight and I'll drink water or tea. And, you know, I'll, I'll order something into the hotel that's like really like, you know, wholesome. And I'll just do the things that like kind yeah. of like a little hug from the inside and just. Yeah. Like I was meant to go out for, you know, dinner and drinks with, you know, friends of mine. And I just had to say, like, I'm I'm really sorry. sorry. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. So jammies and Netflix. And Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're happy. You just have to embrace it, really. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I love the honesty there. Yeah, that's true. And in terms of, you know, you have you've had an amazing career and I know you'll do a lot <laughs> more great things moving forward. But, you know, for people who are trying to enter this space, what what is, you know, your advice for them? of how you know what approach to take i know it's always constantly changing with f1 and new regulations and new changes and how to get into the sport what is your recommendation for a lot of people yeah i mean it's kind of it it's kind of stayed the same the entire way that i've been going through because i've had a lot of people ask me this question or Mm. you know people reach out to me through sort of uni or you know on instagram dms or whatnot and the two things that you know, I had to say to myself the whole way going through, but also that I say to others is just like remain consistent in what you want to yeah. do and be persistent at it. So like if you sort of nail those two things, yeah. then everything else is, I mean, there's a lot obviously else that goes into it and mm-hmm. that's involved in it. But if you try and nail those two things, that's what really helps. Yeah. So just be consistent, like constantly kind of like do the little things towards it because little things and in anything in life, yeah. not just to like, you know, towards what you want to do in a career. But mm. if you're just consistent, everything will add up to it. And then, yeah, be persistent. Like, don't let a rejection, like, get you down. Like, yeah, the amount go. of T 
teams that I've applied for who've rejected me in the past, yeah. agencies that I've applied for. Like, you know, I, I, I've only been living in the UK for, for two years now, yeah. but I've been wanting to like be here in this aspect of it for years prior to that. And I've, I've had so many rejection mm. letters, but I'm just like, no, this is, this is what yeah, I want to do. Just, just be thing. persistent. Just, just keep going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think as well, just the other aspect of that and not just for sort of working in sort of social media and content, yeah. but you know, if you're coming in from a engineering background or if you want to be involved in, you know, sponsorship or whatever the aspect of it is, it's just, you know, be, it's going to sound really corny to say, yeah. but just <laughs> yeah, be like, like, just, you know, be authentic to yourself, be true to yourself, know yeah. your worth, like know that like your, like your seat at the table is, is valid. You should be in the room, you should be heard and just sort of make sure. And like, I have to tell this to yeah. myself all the time of like, no, like I, I deserve to be here and mm -hmm. my opinion is valid. And like, I, I am, you know, I am the best at what I do in this particular thing. Yeah. So, you know, just making sure that you sort of remind yourself of yeah. those things. Hey, that's a mic drop for me. Nice. <laughs> 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 I like the opening clip of each video. Yeah. That's going to be the that's opening clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, outside of F1 and your job, what are some cool hobbies you have? Yeah. That, you know, that give you an escape from all of it. <laughs> At the moment, yeah. is, is TikTok a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Listen. I mean, your job. It's a, yeah, I mean, TikTok's a nice little escape, but yeah. no, like for me, hobbies have always been like sport and, and keeping fit. Like yeah. I, I touched on it earlier, but like for me, running is something at the moment, it's a bit of a love hate relationship <laughs> going more into the love it's thing. Always, yeah. always, always love the hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had like, I mean, I've always liked running. I've always liked keeping fit. I've always liked weight training. Um, that's kind of something that I'll always kind of just fall back into because as well, the way that I'll try and train is always mm -hmm. in a very social aspect. So nice. like, I'll try and do park runs on a Saturday morning because there's loads of people involved and it's always such, like, it's such a nice kind of environment to be in because you'll run past and there'll be marshals on the side being like, you're doing great. Aww. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so are you. I really needed that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, it's, it's really, really nice. But I've only just sort of started getting back into running. Mm -hmm. I took almost almost a full year off of running because I had a um, a running goal in 2021 to run a thousand kilometers in the year. Wow. Which started off really good. My brain and can't quantify that. That's a yeah. lot of kilometers. It's just kilometers. a lot of running. Yeah. It's like what's I, a ten and what's a marathon? 40, 42. 42. So that's, oh, I, yeah. how do we a, even do the math for that? It's a lot. That's how many marathons? Wow. It's, okay. it's it was a lot of running. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah. I started yeah. the year really well. Like in twenty twenty, my my goal was that I wanted to do a half marathon, and then obviously twenty twenty happened, mm. so everything got cancelled, and I ended up doing sort of the half marathon distance, mm. and I had improved my running a lot in that year. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, twenty twenty one thousand k. Wow. And I started off really good. Um, I wasn't traveling the first, almost sort of the first half of the year. Yeah. So it was a lot easier to kind of do it. And then yeah. the second half of the year, I, I remember by the time I got back from Abu Dhabi, because as well, I'd stay out for, for the test to work the test. By the time I got back to the Abu Dhabi, I was like, I am so behind on this weekend. I need to do 11 kilometers a day to catch wow. up. And I was like, Jack and I were having a staycation and there was a gym where we were staying. Yeah. And every morning, like we arrived at the 
we arrived where we were staying and then went straight into the gym and 11k on the treadmill and Jack's just there oh. like I'm I'm well, I'm running great. alongside you because yeah, but... I'm supportive boyfriend because he's fantastic <laughs> yeah. but he's also like this is my life now yeah. <laughs> and then like the next morning and there again 11k and it was not slow like it was not quick yeah. it was very slow it was not pretty but yeah. Hey. I sort of I I did it and ticked it off and I was like never again. <laughs> so you did it. I, I, I managed to do it. Yeah, It was it was actually like I was really happy on that last run because like I said like I I mean I had to leave everything ego wise about yeah. running mm -hmm. like outside because I was just like you know in my head I was like I used to be so quick and I was <laughs> you know I would do sprints and I absolutely loved it and I was like these are this is the slowest I've ever been and everything hurts and I don't want to do this anymore um and you know would stop start on runs but the last run that we did was around um it was in London and it was around Hyde Park and cool. we stopped at a supermarket as we were getting close to the end because yeah. I was like when I finish I want a bottle of champagne yeah. <laughs> and we went and got a tiny bottle of Bollinger oh. not sponsored please sponsor we got a tiny bottle of, of champagne um, of Bollinger and I mean number one I was really smug because they ID'd me oh. and I was like here you are yeah. like yeah. at the time happily yeah I was like at the time I'm like I'm 31 and yeah. Jack was just there like <laughs> and I was so smug about it he's like don't start yeah. um, but then it literally like ticked over to the the thousand k mark um or i think on the on that day i only had to do like 8.8 k or something like that oh, wow. but it ticked over and i gave it like an extra like 100 meters or something just in case and jack's like why are you still running <laughs> and I was like, just, just in case just in case for all the missed parts ticked over stopped the run like saw it do like refreshed on yeah. strava and saw it do like the yeah. hunt, uh the thousand k and then was like champagne and <laughs> just yeah. like walking down the street drinking from i mean it was a small bottle but just yeah. drinking from hey. the bottle um but then yeah i took most of last year post-workout shape yeah, it was great it, i mean it's <laughs> it was hydration and it was yeah. you know carbs like yeah. it's yeah, yeah. that's yeah. everything Bubbles, you need everything you Bubbles, want yeah. yeah full recovery i think she could have done another 10 kilometers after yeah. 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 like an energy drink yeah. 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 Do, you, do you have a yearly goal for this year then or no my, so my my as in 2022 or 2023? Oh my god, we're in 2023. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. 23, yeah. yeah, 2023, yeah. So 2023, uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I did. Um, I think on Strava, obviously, it encourages you to put in like a a distance cool. goal. I yeah. think I've just done it as like 200k, but. I classify myself now as kind of like a fair weather runner. Like yeah. I'll run when the weather's nice, nice. or when I want to. Nice. Um, yeah. And just kind of, yeah. So it doesn't take the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah. it's meant to be a nice escape. Like I don't need to, I, I did the, you know, at the end of 2021, it was forcing myself to run. So mm. I was like, I've done that. I've, you know, proven to myself that I can do it. Yeah. And now it's, you know, an enjoyment part of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's that's my whole Quick question. <laughs> yeah. On, before we wrap up yeah, yeah. q2 yeah. q2 um if you weren't within the digital media space yeah um mm. what other like part or job do you think you'd excel at oh that's a good one so it's it, i think it's either gonna be something to do with still like obviously yes yeah, still like sport related and whatnot yeah. but maybe like physio or something or like sports psychology because nice. i think i mean obviously i'm interested in in both aspects of it um or one thing that I keep kind of like dabbling in the idea of is like once I'm completely finished with motorsport is to do something in the music industry. But Sick. like I have, I'm lucky enough that I have a few friends who sort of are involved in different bands and they're like, oh, if you want to talk to like our tour manager, if you want to talk to someone and they can just give you advice of like what it's like to yeah. work. Because yeah. I, I mean, 
it's going to, I feel like it's going to be even harder than working in, in motorsport. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it would be either one of those two things, either something in, yeah, like physio or sports psychology yeah. or just something in, in music. Would yeah. you be a performer or on the other side? I wish I could be a performer. <laughs> I wish I was good enough. Um, I think, yeah, I think on the other side, um, maybe like a, a tour manager or like a venue manager or something nice. like that. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, I mean, we, I we think we got uh, to Swish, yeah, Swish <laughs> yeah. needs a tour manager. I've been producing music now like very consistently for the last five months. Mm. And I don't come from a musical background, but I have found it to be like therapeutic. Yeah. Like yeah. just incredible. Like I let my mind go and I'm mainly doing EDM, maybe a different genre than what you were considering, but still like. No, just all aspects of. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like, it's literally in the plane. Like I'm just wearing my speakers and I'm just, you know, I feel free. Yeah. Like it's my own world. Yeah. 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 See, he's one of those people on the plane that has yeah. a dashboard <laughs> and just yeah. smashing it. Oh, yeah, my yeah. too, and I'm just like, everyone's like, oh my well, God. Is this guy so, okay? so on the plane, you're the guy who's awake. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. He's the one I try to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you ran a thousand kilometers, but you mm -hmm. have not done the rapid fire round yet. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. point the opposite. Yeah. Point the opposite, you or know. What? But we got to see how you do here. Mm -hmm. um, okay. We have a list of questions. We're going to do this. You know the mm -hmm. digital way mm -hmm. um yeah. and again keep the you know answers as rapid as fire as possible mm -hmm. um and we'll we'll see how how alex does i'll try not to go into too much detail yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trend That's all right i'll start off <laughs> mm -hmm. if you had to choose one platform to post forever on which one would it be tiktok that's easy oh yeah. okay all right Next question. I didn't expect that. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't I thought expect. it was going to be like I Instagram. I feel like I've dropped yeah. TikTok so many times. Yeah. It's oh, my escapism one. It is. Were you just... on Musical.ly ever, by the way? Before TikTok? No. Uh -huh. yeah. okay. Okay. I, I, was I, I was the person who downloaded it in COVID being like, this won't last. And I'm like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. um, so to the listeners, I'm about to show you a photo. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> we did a little dive into everything about you on online mm -hmm. and we found this uh cool oh, photo that you took <laughs> <laughs> so to the listeners this is a photo of uh you with brad pitt mm -hmm. so yeah. what was going through your moment at that moment yeah so i will show it to the camera yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it was actually it was it was during the national anthem of the um u.s grand prix uh so part of me was like this is this is my opportunity if i'm gonna do it um, I hope I'm not disturbing him, but the so the the way I asked for a yeah. picture was um, I wasn't ever sort of going to go up to him because also like you know he's he's there doing of work course. bits and you know he understands what his sort of obligations are and I you know I'm in uniform I need to be professional and whatnot, um, but <laughs> so the the funny story behind it of the reason why I wanted a picture is not because it's it's Brad Pitt but yeah. the joke in my family is that he looks a lot like my brother oh wow um, there's quite a bit of resemblance in sort of the jawline and their hair color and uh, actually yeah. like how yeah. it's styled yeah. so um, I was sort of standing there and I realized he was right there and loads of people had sort of gone through and asked him for pictures and he was you know very kindly being like sure no problem yeah. sure no problem and there was a photographer next to me and he was like, come on, do it, do it. And I was like, I don't know. He's like, do it, do it now. And I was like, okay. And I sort of went Especially up. during the national anthem. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else is distracted. Do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I sort of went up. I was like, oh, so sorry. Like, do you, do you mind if I um, have a picture with yeah. you as well? And he went, Sure, no problem. And oh, thank you so much. It's just you look a, a lot like my brother. So my parents would love this and take the picture. And, I, and he just kind of went, 
okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And then sort of like the whole interaction was, you know, maybe like 10, 20 seconds or something. Oh, no. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the story behind yeah. the Brad Pitt picture. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, he's probably like, oh, uh, you're, he's expecting you to say I'm a big fan. Yeah. Right. Is that, yeah. You look like my brother. Yeah. I say you're my he's sister. like, are we related? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next yeah. one. Who's the most interesting person you've ever met at an F1 race weekend? Ooh. That's actually a really hard one. Um, there's loads of yeah. people Other who than Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Doesn't have to be the most interesting. You could say one or two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to pinpoint. Like, honestly, it's really hard to pinpoint it. Um, I can't think of just one. I can't, at the moment, I can't think of nice. any. Not, any of not because, like, nobody's interesting, yeah. just yeah. because. Everyone is sort of, yeah. Yep. It's it's such an interesting place mm-hmm. to be. May, yeah. Well, actually, no. I, the Not the most interesting person. She is fantastic. But I remember one of the people who, when I first met them and was just like, oh my God, like I was fangirling yeah. while we were like chatting, uh, is a friend of mine, who she's now a friend of mine, but Ruth Bushkin, so the head of strategy for oh, Alfa wow, Romeo. Wow. Because That's I was amazing. like, you were just... An idol. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, you are, you are amazing. Like she yeah. did her like study at, at Cambridge and like part of her thesis was setting the DRS zones on the calendar with Charlie wow. Whiting. Wow. And I was like, the idea Ruth zones now. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, you are yes. so incredible. And yeah, so I mean, she's just one of the most, like most interesting people who I've met. That's cool. Oh, I look forward to meeting her. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. Who, yeah. Um, actually for this one, you're gonna need your phone. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did, we did uh, warn Alex yeah. a little yeah. bit before this, but if you go through your messages, who was the last person that you texted? Like on WhatsApp? Uh, either one, text or WhatsApp. Let's do WhatsApp. WhatsApp, because yeah. I don't really use text. text yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really boring. <laughs> Not boring. The last person I messaged is Jack. Jack, fair yeah. Enough. Okay, cool. We we te- he's on the sim today. The last thing he sent me was a TikTok of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> of your dog? Uh, no, we don't. We don't oh, have a dog. <gasps> no. Are we you want- planning on? Maybe manifesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really want to get a Borzoi. Oh. That would just, be cool. Like, that they're just cool. the most ridiculous looking dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. as a lifestyle, I mean, we love big dogs, but yeah. lifestyle wise, it's like maybe this is the big dog for us because mm. they need about an hour's exercise a day, which oh, wow. is very easy to fit in our schedule. And then the rest yep. of it, they, they've been described as like having the temperament more of a cat. So they kind of just ah, like lay sure. and do their thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, really, that. Yeah, yeah, I really want a board. You though. can bring the dog for the thousand kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what have I signed up for? <laughs> this is crazy. I hate you, mom. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Next question. What rule change would you ever institute in F1? Like double points on the last race? Something that you thought would be so cool to add on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember we did double points when, when I was actually working for the last yeah. race. And that was very unpopular but <laughs> I remember like I mean I liked the the change of it but yeah. um again I'm this is something that I can't take credit for it's actually something that Ruth has said to me and I was nice. like yes I love this idea but um having to run your reserve driver for at least two races in the year mm. because Ooh. then I mean Ruth will explain this far yeah. better than what I did but it'll then become sort of strategy based yep. of like oh well this driver does really well at this circuit right, so yeah. we're not going to put our reserve driver in for that race right. uh but you know historically they've not performed at that one so yeah i mean we have to run the reserve driver mm-hmm. you know so it's mm-hmm. just yeah. like the changes yeah, the whole strategy yeah there's a whole another strategy element to sort of play into it but then as well like 
I mean, we sort of have it at the moment of that you have to run your F1. reserve driver or a young driver for mm -hmm. FP1s. But mm -hmm. I was like, no, do do the race. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would It'd love also be to cool see for that. like even scouting too, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, You'll yeah. see them in true in true form. Yeah, it's an yeah. opportunity yeah. of one more than they would have ever had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think Nick if Nick didn't have like such a great performance. Yeah, I mean, and like, right? he, like like that's such an incredible change story. Your life yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like cool. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This one is interesting. Uh, which driver would you trust to drive you around the track blindfolded? Oh. I mean, she could. Right? Yeah, 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 and if she didn't, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You were evil. <laughs> yeah. He, ha he has driven me around the track, but he, thankfully he's never been blindfolded. <laughs> um, probably Vettel. Like, I mean, if it's not current because obviously he's just retired. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think Vettel just because he's so um I feel like he was he would be the one who really could I mean, I've seen a lot of drivers like visualize the track with their like yeah. eyes closed and they'll have like the steering wheel and they'll kind of be going through and be like, Yeah, I'm at this turn now and da da da. But I think Vettel actually would be able to do it. Do it. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. always in control. The experience yeah. there, like wisdom, it's unparalleled. Yeah. yeah. Bikes. I just feel like I yeah. would trust he would know him more. Yeah. He would know. Yeah, I trust yeah. him. He would care about keeping you alive. Exactly. Like he like, would. He's he would trusting be like, us. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd push you to the limit, but also like I'm just gonna I'm gonna look after your safety. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, you can drive me. Great answer. This actually segues well to the next one, which yeah. is who do you think is the greatest driver of all time? If you had to pick one driver, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jack hates it. Yeah, yeah. Um, on, I mean, there's it's 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 hard. I think, obviously, like the easy answer is to say like Schumacher yeah. or you know Senna because they are they are like the all time greats. Mm -hmm. I think if you know if I had to sort of choose one, I would still say Schumacher. But mm -hmm. I think we're really lucky in that you know like Hamilton is also. Oh, yeah. A greatest of all time. I think you can have maybe more than more one. Than one. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. oh, yeah. Generations. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think yeah. Verstappen is really close to becoming yeah. <laughs> like he's on the path for that. I think, you yeah. know, we're going to oh, yeah. see a lot from Charles as well. Yeah. And excited for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> My next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was mesmerized by yeah, yeah, her answer yeah, with yeah. Max, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, what's the most over asked question you get? Other than that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's not really an over-asked one. I do quite often get, like, how how did you get into get the into sport? It. But yeah. obviously, it's one that, like, I'm very happy to answer. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, I mean, there's not really a question that I get. I, I feel like I don't get asked all that many <laughs> questions all the time. <laughs> But yeah, maybe that's probably the one that I'll get asked the most nice. is, yeah, how, how did you get into the sport? Yeah. 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 Who's next? Uh, what piece of F1 memorabilia would you like to own? Hmm. Or, so, or yeah. currently own. Yeah. yeah. Or currently own. Yeah. So, well, there, <laughs> I mean, I, I do have the 2020 um, Williams Sakir Grand Prix driver at home, Jack Aiken, uh, which was a, a TikTok trend. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, <laughs> no, but from an actual piece of memorabilia, <laughs> I, I have what I consider in my mind like part one of it mm -hmm. because um, when we hit a thousand Grand Prix, a thousand races over 2019, the Chinese Grand Prix, yeah. mm -hmm. there was some merch that was sort of dropped in collaboration for that and there was uh, caps, which I have a cap, but 
there were posters and I think it was that race that they did a F1 did a collaboration with um, Babe, the Bathing Ape. Oh, okay. And there were some really cool like jackets for the thousandth Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, and I was like, oh, I really want that because I have a jacket from the 500th Grand Prix, mm. which happens to be the Australian Grand Prix from 1990, which is the year that I was born. And you have and it. I have it. I have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought it. Like yeah. I like, picked it oh, out wow. of my... So wow. it's like super old so school. Cool. Oh my God. Um, that is so and retro and... The back, and sh- the back, yeah. the back is like... <gasps> I love it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look at the cars. Oh, yeah. that's so oh, good. Man. So I was like, I have the 500th. I really want yeah. the 1,000th. And also because... I mean, I was I was born at this point, so like mm-hmm. I didn't know what Formula One was, but um, I thought it was it's something that I want to get because mm-hmm. it's quite nice. Because I'm like, well, now I, I work in the sport, sport and yep. I was there for that race, so like I wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone has a bit, it, um, I'll buy it. <laughs> next question: most embarrassing moment you've had at an F1 weekend? If you could name one. <laughs> I've had a few. Ah, okay. More than uh, one, please. Yeah. Lovely, I want lovely. the most embarrassing. Yeah. Spill the tea. Yeah. All of it. All, all the fun. Yeah, I mean, one, I remember one race that I was working at when I was still um, at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and uh, it was the Thursday pit lane walk and um, my parents were there and oh. It was really nice because it was the first time that they were seeing me like yeah. in a working environment. And obviously like I'd, I'd left Australia to, you know, pursue this career and I was doing it and I was like, yeah. And, and my parents were there and um, I was in the pit lane outside the Haas garage because I was waiting also to, um, we had a sort of a fan meet and greet or garage tour that was happening. So nice. I was waiting sort of to capture that side of it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my, my parents were in the pit lane and they were there and they were sort of, it was it was like um, when you see sort of a, a dog do something cute. They yeah. were like, stand there and like, let me take pictures. <laughs> and they were like, come on, just Alex, just put. And I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. And like all of the like house mechanics are behind me. Like, oh, look at this girl. Like her parents are like making a oh, fool of her. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> And then like, I, I don't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they? Re- they really resemble- want my autograph yeah. as well. Yeah, was like, they, yeah, they, I don't resemble them at all. Um, and yeah, like it was like I was so happy that they were there, yeah. but I was also like, I really need to be like professional right now. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to sort of walk around to the other side of the garage, and then you know, two minutes later, all those same mechanics saw me in the garage, yeah. but in a professional perspective, and I had to be like, I have authority. <laughs> um, that was my twin sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. Um, and then another uh, time, we, would, we were filming something um, sort of POV style, so I had a GoPro bike mount um, and had to sort of walk through the paddock holding this piece of memorabilia that Daniel Ricciardo was going to sign. Oh. And I had to sort of go up to him as like, and he doesn't know who I am. No. And I had to go up to him and be like, who's shown it? And he just looked at me and went, there's something in your teeth. And yeah, then like I had a few people messaging me being like, I just heard from so-and-so that like oh you were God. walking around with a GoPro in your mouth. And so for a couple of races, my nickname was like GoPro Mouth or something GoPro like that. Mouth. So I was just like, and we, we found the title of our podcast. Yeah. GoPro, GoPro Mouth. mouth. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the 
find a helmet to put. Uh, yeah. we, like it was a very last minute thing of like. It, I mean, this is now why we ask. Does anybody have a chest mount for a go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So I had to do the bite mount. Oh, wow. It was pretty embarrassing. So right after this, we're gonna get you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reincarnation of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sign everything. Okay, so if you could have one superpower, what would it be? To speak every language. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been one. asked that question before and it's always something. Um, yeah, just because it's it's such a cool ability. But yeah, to be able to like speak every language and understand every language yeah. and just be like, ha, I am a polyglot. Yeah. You could be in like elevators with people and be like, they're talking shit about me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would like that. That would be the best. I, I always wish that when I was living in the UAE that I like learned Arabic, mm-hmm. but just didn't tell anyone. And then. When yeah. I would leave, just like give this little speech in Arabic yeah. and have my colleagues be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to be able to wow. speak every language. That's a neat one. Yeah. I haven't really thought about one. Yeah. But yeah. May, may, I might change mine now. Yeah. What, what's yours? What's yours? Yeah. To uh, travel back in time, hmm. but have a limited number of that ability. So I can't ah. go back to oh, every yeah. event, yeah. but I can relive good moments, like yeah. special moments. Yeah. So like go back, but like you can't interfere with it, but you just yeah. go back yeah. and you just oh, relive. Yeah. That's oh, such a good like, one. I would relive our wedding. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like special moments. Yeah. Like the time you met me. Yeah. That was pretty iconic, you know. That was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did we I actually don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we need to relive it. I think it was, yeah. a, I think oh, it was we at my in, wedding. No, Costa Rica. Oh, oh Costa Rica. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was I mean, I would relive any time. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been, but it looks amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I might change it to languages now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. Um, what celebrity or other athlete would be a good fit, you think, for F1? As in, uh, like, as a driver? Yeah. Let's go with that. Mm. I think maybe triathletes because they're quite like well-rounded athletes. Um, So, and as well, like racing on a bike, I think is, I mean, I think that's terrifying because, (laughs) you know, you come off of a bike and you get road rash and it's horrible. So I feel like they would have the right amount of like fearlessness and, you know, they know their racing lines and and whatnot. So I think you would be able to kind of translate a bit of that over into driving. She was going to say Tom Cruise. Yeah, same. I was actually like Tom Cruise. Uh, it's gonna be Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah. He, he does look a lot like Checo. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, we're doing so a side by side. Yeah, Checo. Uh, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise would play Checo. Checo, yeah. Checo will play Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, maybe. All right. Um, <laughs> we're manifesting this from both. Yeah. <laughs> You're writing an autobiography on your life. I actually got this from a Bollywood TV show. <laughs> which shout of these? Out. Yeah. Shout out to Coffee with Curd. But anyways, uh, which of these titles resonates best with you? Hmm. The Daredevil. The dream catcher, the free spirit, the hardest worker. Or uh, GoPro mouth. <laughs> yeah. GoPro mouth. I did that, that is. <laughs> a tail from behind yeah. the lens. Um, maybe dream catcher. Nice. Yeah. 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 And then the last, Ready? last question. Wrapping it up. Oh, wow. This is just an easy prediction for this upcoming season. Mm. Who do you think is going to get, you know, the driver's championship and constructors? Who are you going with? It's always hard to say at this point in the season, but because we haven't had like a huge regulation change between Mm. sort of last season and And the season, I think, I think, you know, Red Bull and Max are still going to be sort of just as strong, but I've got a bit of like, I'm I'm waiting to see what Ferrari have because I think they're going to be a bit more of a dark horse. Like Mm -hmm. it was really close last season between sort of Max and and Charles Mm -hmm. for, for quite a while and 
I, like, I think it's going to be closer. So I think Chow could give him a run for his money. Yeah. Um, He's so happy the Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yes! <laughs> I got I'm, a I'm excited for Chow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I do want to see that battle. I don't yeah. want Max just to win A easy. title fight's always yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 Right? Like it's going nice to be entertaining. Proper That's why people, I yeah. think, like 2021 so much. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like, so it just felt the grind. so close every race. You yeah. didn't know yeah. who was going to win. Yeah. And, like, even the first turn, you didn't even know who was yeah. going to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think right? I've ever been on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Like, I've ever… That was a moment where I would relive. Yeah. Maybe if you were there yeah. and you saw it with your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the, the lead up to it was yeah, pretty incredible. That was intense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That that I think sums up very well, in my opinion, a pretty awesome episode oh, yeah. with yeah. Alex. Yes. Such a good Thank conversation. You so much. Thank you so much for having me. And guys. Alex, we do ask every guest one final question before they end off. You know, mm-hmm. to start you out, you know, kind of answer 30 seconds, sum up your career, you know, to end off, how do you want to be remembered? In 30 seconds. We would mm. love that. Ooh. Yeah. I think I've never been I've I've never been asked this question, but I have mm-hmm. thought about it in sort of a slightly different aspect of yeah. like I from a professional perspective, I just want to be remembered as like one of the best of what I did. Like I, I want to always be sort of learning and, and bettering myself in that regard. That if someone were to sort of say my name in a professional context yeah. and said oh like we've got Alex working on this project they would say oh yeah okay that would be great we're good. That, that, yeah, yeah we're good like that's fine um, that's kind of yeah that's kind of it I just want to be remembered as that perfect that's and right. where can people find you on socials if they wanted to check out your journey follow you stay yeah. connected yeah. <laughs> um, so all of my social is just at Alabooth um, oh, that's fantastic yeah. we'll make sure to link that yep. into the show notes yeah. and it is a made up word so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually gonna wonder is that like a, was that the blog title as well or no yeah yeah, was, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, that so was the blog title, yeah. there's, there's a, a, every now and then someone will get what the word is and it's usually when I have to like give my full name for like bank details or like a, yeah. a form or something because I was trying to when I was trying to create the the name of the blog I wanted something that was a bit more ne- unique and like yeah we touched on it at the start but I was like I, I want something that I can just tag and they'll only see that so oh. if I make up a word so it's actually the first two letters of all four of my names yeah. and it oh. made a semi-pronounceable yeah. word and I was like that's it that is my that's older it. ego for the rest of the time <laughs> don't mind me asking what are your other names so my, my full name is Alexander Elizabeth Burnett Thompson oh yeah. I wasn't up. given any middle names. Do you guys have middle names? Yeah. yeah. That's our dad's yeah. name. Oh, your dad's name. Yeah. yeah. So we have the same middle name. Yeah. 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 What is it? Work Work oh, we're siblings. Oh, we're siblings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. They said at the same time, she was like, wait, wait, wait. Echoes. Contacts. Siblings. Yeah, I see the resemblance. Great. Well, thank you again, Alex, yeah. for Thanks coming so on. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, guys, if you want to check out more episodes, we do have them coming out every week or two. Um, feel free to go and check tracklimitspod.com and give us a follow on our socials. We will see you at the next episode. Amazing. Awesome.